Am I good, David? You want to hear what I had for lunch? <laughs> I, always, I always have you set. Fuck. <laughs> Consistent. Wait, you can tell the cameras what you had. He didn't care. What did I have? Oh, yeah, Habit Burger. Honestly, not impressed. Colin one here? Colin one was speaking too highly. Average at best, but. Did you make him pay for the meal? No, I did. I paid that, but he's going to buy my next meal because of the, <laughs> the shitty recommendation. Yeah. He owes you. Wow, we got like official countdown. Oh, it's CrossFit wow. time. Action! <laughs> All right, guys, we'll jump right in. I'm here with probably the strongest group of people that I've ever sat down with. You got Andy from Iron Rebel, John Hack, Shane Hunt, a couple legends in the house. Appreciate you guys coming. Andy's all the way from California. John was in West Wisconsin, and what? Where you, you? You were in Texas. Texas, San Antonio. Originally Florida, right? Yes, sir. So I appreciate you guys coming on. It's good to have you on the East Coast. You guys don't get out here much, I feel like. I haven't like seen too many appearances from you guys out here. No. It's my first time in Philly and Pennsylvania. First uh, time for all of you? Uh, I've been to Are you Pennsylvania in for work. Scranton, right? Yeah, And Scranton. then you were also at – me and John were – was that your first Raw Nationals? Scranton, yeah, it was my first Raw Nationals. And and then, I've been out here for work a couple times. But, yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Shane? My Did first time here. First yeah. time? Yes, sir. What's your initial thoughts? How shitty? <laughs> I kind of liked it. Really? Honestly, yeah. yeah. I was surprised. Like, I didn't know if it was going to be cold or not. It was like 45 last night. But like today was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the weather's nice. Yeah, you came at a good time. I'm not going to lie. Pre the prior week, pissing out all the last straight week. Literally, it wouldn't stop raining. So I was glad today I woke up. I was like, oh, we got a good day. You guys just got here. So I know you're used to nicer weather yeah yeah but the only thing i knew coming in about philadelphia and pennsylvania is like it, like as a sports fans you guys are like fucking harsh yeah and no unfiltered but passionate but yeah if, when you love them when you love them you guys are great when they suck you guys it was uh <laughs> you know we were in the super bowl last year yeah. the eagles and everyone was just like the city's getting burned to the ground, whether we win or lose yeah. <laughs> like it, that's just how it is like it doesn't even matter if you win there's going to be some cars flipped over. If you lose, there's going to be some cars flipped over. <laughs> so it's always interesting. And uh, what, this past year, yeah, we lost the Super Bowl. Weren't we in the World Series in baseball too? And we lost that too? We happened, yeah, so we were playing the Houston Astros, and we happened to be in Houston for the last game. So we were in a restaurant, and it's all of us from, like, Philly. And then they Houston won. Literally, we walked in the restaurant five minutes later. Houston won the World Series. Like everyone went crazy, and we we're just like sitting there, like fuck. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely well known for the sports uh, passion. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're trying to we're trying to hold it down, bring some of the fitness world here. I feel like uh, I'm tired of everyone going to Houston. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been good having some of the uh, the top level lifters come out, bodybuilders, powerlifters and uh, do some fun things. So we got the, the Iron Rebel crew here. That's, if you guys didn't know, this will obviously come out after the event, but bigger Iron Rebel event tomorrow. And it's Cinco de Mayo today, so happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, we just got, took some shots. Yeah, I'm, we already, already, I'm already drunk. <laughs> we already took a shot. Half a shot. <laughs> but uh, got to kick it off right. Um, I do more, but these high-level athletes, I don't want to, we can't, okay. we, we don't want to hold you back, man. Want <laughs> Shay, you want another one? <laughs> we got. Hang on, let me get another cup. Oh God. Andy. I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll be drunk. Okay, that was good. That apple. We'll do it was pretty. It was, it was, it was good. But it was this is good. light. I gotta pace myself. We'll do a little one every 15 minutes. <laughs> proper 12 review. This is uh, I've had obviously proper 12 before, but this is the Irish apple. Um. Oh, is that Connor's? Yep. Yeah. So this is Connor's. Maybe, nice. maybe he'll sponsor the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But we've actually already had it, so I'm just going to tell you, delicious. I would say I would say like a 9 out of 10. If you're looking at something like, a, you know, flavored whiskey, super smooth, but it also has like a little, like it actually has the whiskey yeah, flavor still. End, yeah. So it's not like a, you're just like drinking a juice. Gin and juice. Cheers. Pull from the bottle. <laughs> ah, doing it right. It's pretty good. So, 
We got the Iron Rebel guys here. What do you guys plan on doing tomorrow uh, for the event? I know John's doing some strongman stuff. Any any other big lifts? Andy, do anything? Nothing big. I'm uh, we're like twenty something weeks out from American Pro, so I try to. I'm not. One, I'm one of those guys who just lifts sub maximal until prep time, and I can't go heavy like fucking. You'll break, John right? John and Shane go all the time. That's how it is. Yeah. Like even for me, it's like I've realized like less is more. The last meet I did, I li it was like six weeks out. I started like going heavy. Yeah, and I felt pretty damn good at the meet, even with a hernia. I like, I was like, damn. I the longer preps, I, I'm curious like with what you do and you do, like how long. I know they were like joking earlier. You kind of jump in all these meets, but how long would you prefer before a meet for like a true prep? I start my peaking basically, and like when I say peaking, I mean like hitting singles each week about 12 weeks out. 12, yeah. yeah. That seems yeah. fair. It's long enough, but not too long. Yeah, it's usually like two, like five week waves for the deload at yeah. the end of each one. I feel like you compete pretty often, though. For um, just depends think, on the money. I think, yeah, I think last year I did like four meets. Yeah. Um, this year it'll only be two powerlifting meets. Yeah. And then the strongman competition. What so. do you? What's? I want to. I want to get into a little bit of your prep too, but. What's your plan with the strongman? Like, how serious are you trying to take that? Um, I mean, I definitely want to, I guess, do as well as I can. Um, yeah. But also not take away from powerlifting is the biggest thing. Yeah. But all in all, the prep so far has been, like, I feel like my powerlifts in the offseason have been, like, the best they've ever been. So I'm hoping it carries over pretty well once I uh, shift back to, like, playing a focus on powerlifting. Because right now, like, yeah, I'm not really as focused on like my squat, bench, or deadlift, and they're all pretty much above where I've been at at the same points in training yeah. in the past. So eight twenty six triple today. Yeah. Where is that? Is that is that a PR? Uh, if not, it would have tied a PR. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I feel like it's pretty damn big. What about you, Shane? How long prep wise? What do you prefer? <laughs> um, I've had the best success competing twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, this year would be a little bit different. I'm trying a little higher frequency. But, like, um, the Pioneer I did last month, that was really <coughs> just because it was in Texas, and I knew I could win some money. So I was, like, I'm just, like four Jumping. weeks out, I jumped into that. Um, but, yeah, I think two two a year is good to have a little bit of an off-season and then, like, a 12- to 16-week prep, prep, but actually have, like, an off-season to build your base up a little bit in between mm -hmm. those peaks, yeah. those preps. Um, but yeah, I've been working. I've been working with Josh, working with Josh Bryant for I think three meets, two, three meets, two, and then I've done the last two meets um, on my own. But I, I, every time I have a coach, I feel like I take a lot of those things and then implement them myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean obviously it's working. The uh, kid I was talking about earlier, Brendan, he works with Josh too, and I feel like he has like a similar. Like I see you doing some like unique training exercises, and I see Brendan doing some of the same stuff like implementing strongman a lot of carries like sandbag carries and i don't know he's, he's like doing a lot of different i guess uh not the norm in like the powerlifting world i feel like josh bryan always has like some unique training strategies yeah like the end goal is to have like a heavier squat bench deadlift but he is huge on just building your gym capabilities as well so having yeah. good cardio being good at everything being strong in every position you know, he uh, from my first prep with him for Ghost, we actually pulled conventional quite a bit, and I had a huge sumo PR. Um, so he's he's not like married to any one way of doing things. He'll adapt and yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. Um, what do you, so John? You um, I know like back in the day you're with Joey. Yep. What are you doing now? You do your own thing or so right now I'm doing my own thing. Um, for my last meet, I worked with Mike Deshear. Okay. Um, it went pretty well. I just said uh. I didn't have the best meet just because of like other outside factors and um so with like moving and everything like that yeah but um yeah like right now i'm doing my own training because it is kind of hybrid with the strongman and powerlifting um and i'm i'm really enjoying that right now because it's just something different and um keeps it fresh keeps it fresh and i don't know it's i'm having fun with it I guess. yeah I, I was, like you know you've kind of accomplished everything at this point it seems like like, like, do you still, like, feel that same kind of desire in powerlifting? Is that maybe why you're kind of, like, going with a strongman now? Just, like, a little bit of a new challenge? Um, Yeah, but it also, like, at the same time, it's kind of almost, like, reignited the fire for powerlifting. Yeah. Because um, 
just because things have been going so well, it's kind of like, oh, what can I hit at American Pro later this year? Yeah. If like I can keep this momentum going. So, yeah, right. it's gonna be interesting. I think the American Pro is gonna be fun. Um, it's always good when like everyone comes out for like one big meet. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I feel like, uh, and especially because it's on the East Coast, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I, all the other big ones were always like Kern, yeah. which was like Cali, right? Yeah. Um, Texas, don't, was tech, the Pioneer one's pretty big, Texas, right? Yeah, they yeah. used to do the Pioneer Open. Used to be the Tribute. tribute. Yeah, tribute. used to be the Tribute then, and the yeah. Pioneer Open. This one was just Pioneer on the beach. But I think they want to, the, uh, Matt, yeah. the guy who owns Pioneer, he wants to continue to do that meet. Nice. It's a pretty big money meet. Yeah, yeah. it's great. You guys see his post where he was like talking about like his sponsorship money? money? Yeah. That's crazy. He puts a lot of his own money in that. Yeah. I was like, oh, this guy needs to be like the president of powerlifting <laughs> as as a whole. Like yeah. he just, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, that, show, it shows how many people like custom belts too. No, for sure. <laughs> it's crazy. I've got like four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They love those belts. Yeah. That was the first belt I ever bought. Yeah. Pioneer. Yeah. I still remember like back in the day, like some of the guys. Do you guys remember like the Ouija? Like. Pagani. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, like eight he man. was, like, yeah, eight man strong. Yeah. All those guys. Who else was in that like crew? But those are the guys that I remember like growing up, like seeing like these were the these were like the fucking top dogs, and they were. Yeah. What's crazy is like they were pulling like eight hundred, and I remember like this this is insane. This is impossible. Now you're pulling nine. You're gonna pull a fucking grand. Andy's been pulling eight. Like we were just talking about too. The American deadlift record five or six years ago was like nine fifteen. Yeah. And now it's 1,074. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, I even, even when it was, like, starting to get into the nines, I was like, where can it go from here? I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, nines are impressive. Like, uh, what's his name? That Calum? Calum? Keeler. Yeah, yeah. Keeler yeah. Doctor, yeah. what was Dr. Della. Dr. Della. When he started, like, doing his thing, I was like, what the hell? He's like, kind of like, you know, because before that, I was like, Yuri was kind of doing, like, some of the nines. And then he came along, started kind of was like a little bit of a battle. Now you got a handful of guys that are literally just doing like unheard of numbers. Jamal, what he did at 1100 in the gym, right? With straps, yep. And Kristoff has also done uh, 1100. Damn. He has actually the heaviest deadlift of all time. That's uh, the Poland guy? The Polish guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Deadlift. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Deadlift. Mr. Deadlift. <laughs> Mr. Deadlift, yeah. That's crazy, too. Is like, So he was in the IPF up until like few years ago right is he now like has he just kind of committed like he's fully untested or is he still kind of in between I'd, I'd imagine yeah kind of blew up a little bit because like uh, even back when he was still in the ipf i think he was pulling nines on a deadlift bar mm -hmm. maybe but i think his best like was around like 400 keys on the power bar yeah okay but he's pulled like 985 in a competition damn beltless too we always pull beltless but yeah his positioning is insane, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? What what's gonna what are we gonna be looking at in like another five years? Let's just let's just make it easy. Go deadlift. What what what's what's gonna be the world record? Well, I think like I don't know what the world record will be, but you'll see like a bunch of people like Liam Newell, yeah. nineteen pulling four hundred kilo. Yeah, I think he missed it, but he like basically pulled yeah. it. So I think you're gonna have a lot more people. Like the standards are gonna continue to change. You're gonna have like. 15-year-old kids pulling 700, and it's going to yeah. keep going like that. You see a lot more depth. More The talent pool continuing to grow. Yeah, I think more and more people will be hitting, like, 800, 900. Um, but as far as the top ones, I, you know, unless we see another Jamal or Dan come, I think it'll just be around 1,000, 1,100. Yeah. But just be, more people. Just more people will be doing, you know, I think I – think, I think right now, like, is the era of, like, deadlifts. <laughs> people are more impressed by that. Oh, yeah. Like, the big squats aren't, as, like, other than, like, Dan Bell. It's not, it's not as flashy, I don't think, currently. Yeah. Um, and then there's the d debate about sumo and all that stuff. But still, I, th I think – I don't think it'll get much more than 1,100 in the next five years. But just a lot more people just getting up there, the 900. Like, yeah. 900 is going to be the new 800. <laughs> I know. It's like, but it feels like every year we're doing that. We're like, 800 is the new 700. Now 900 well, the... if they make another bar, like the Kabuki bar in five years, maybe. But, like, it's just – what do you guys think about that? What's your preference? Do you think there should be some type of uh, standard bar across powerlifting, or do you, do you care at all? I I care to a degree, but I don't think we we we, we, can, we only complain about it. nothing. Like there's nothing, no governing body that can like just put their foot yeah, down because and make it's it. kind of so split up. Yeah, I like the IPF method with the 
and the USA Power yeah, bar. bar. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll use a Texas or Kabuki bar because it's that's what everyone else is using, mm-hmm. and I want to hit a big number. But um, you'd it, prefer like a straight Power Bar across the board. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's it's hard to go back. Like, yeah, now that the bar is standard and everything like that, like squat bars. I don't know. Some of these heavyweight guys wouldn't be able to squat with a power bar for however many years to get under get their shoulder mobility yeah so uh going back to it would be too much of an issue but i wish it was that was a standard so yeah you have a preference i've got them in the same boat where i think that uh it's called a power bar yeah i don't use that bar for power whatever you need a different bar for every lift you yeah. need a power bar for power lifting yeah. same i always talk about this where i'm like man i wish it was it, i just think it would kind of unify things at least a little bit regardless of the federation if the equipment yeah. was the same the records would be the similar playing field. Yeah, yeah it's like you know in basketball right just because it's an nba or the euro league they still use a fucking basketball it's the same size you know what i mean ten foot rim yeah, yeah <laughs> 10 foot rim so i kind of i've always been i've always been like more pro power bar across the board i think it also allows people to you know train more specific to the sport every gym i mean yeah they're maybe not like uh how a power bar or a leco but like most of them are stiff bars you yeah. know what i mean so if you're in any gym you have a stiff bar the level of it you know it's to be determined but i think that would also just kind of help you know it attracts more people because it's they have access to the same things that john would or you would yeah. so yeah, I don't know, but I don't think that'll ever change. Like you said, it's just no. it's one of those things. Well, we can complain or debate it, but there's always going to be another bar. There's going to be the next brand that has this bar and that bar, and yeah. it'll be you know, it's a money thing, I guess. So, the Kabuki bar definitely makes it interesting, though. It was pretty cool seeing like almost 1,100 pounds pulled. It is, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. What do you guys got going on with Iron Rebel? Um, this weekend, I know you were trying. I mean, I don't know. Do you want? We can talk about it. Yeah, you can talk about it. Like yeah, some, yeah. some new items coming out. Yeah. So obviously now nowadays the you know ins are started with those new generation knee sleeves. Mm-hmm. We were luckily we were I I got on it right away to make to be second on the market with it. And while we had great success with it, there's just like some minor changes that we needed to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, just like it's a little too tight around our the opening on the calves. So we just made some minor adjustments to make it more, I guess, easier to size and people to put them on. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, you know we, we see we st- we also see people who are cutting them off because they're just they can get them on, but they can't get them off, yeah. obviously. Um, and so yeah, so we we made the changes, and we were hoping to have you know some of our the new samples for this event. We could show it off, do some content on it, but unfortunately, we didn't get it done in time. But uh, but yeah, that's coming up in the next. They're they're in production now. We just uh, we're just trying to get that sample for us to uh, for us to do content on it. But um, so yeah, that's our next big thing. Um, we are always working on new gear. At least I am, as far as. Um, just changing uh, what I'm trying to say like obviously like we have like our standard like wrist wraps and you know diff- different like stiffnesses and all that but mm-hmm. you know it's, it's not there's not much like innovation that comes like wrist wraps it's you can only like, do so much yeah, yeah it's colors or just it's tighter or yeah. stiffer and whatever so um, so as far as gear goes it's just kind of like just changing the color and making it a little look, look different um what we do it what we like to do with our athletes is we do like special signature series so like john has his own signature line yeah um, named after him and then shane is actually our, our newest newest athlete we mutually agreed on it <laughs> this week right well i've been an athlete for a while but yeah. different kind of athlete yeah. <laughs> paid athlete <laughs> paid paid athlete um so you know like um you know some of our our, our upper tier level athletes we want to do whether it's a shirt or some kind of gear like make it special that they're, they're part of the team and they represent that and they'll obviously get commission off that too but like that's, yeah. a, that's something I, I like to take pride in is taking care of our athletes no yeah. and it's exactly like we were saying like yeah. how do you get people to actually like feel like they're a part of it yeah i like that a lot i remember yeah i remember when john had or has his thing with the the singlets right you did like kind of like the captain america version well no he, that was his own single he yeah. and then oh, we really? just put our our uh 
our logo on it. He has the wrist wraps, right? He has the wrist wraps, knee wraps, yeah. Knee wraps, too. Knee wraps? Knee wraps? Never wore them. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a combo because it's it's whatever. The nice color, yeah. 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 It's crazy, though. Like, a lot goes into, like, the uh, just even how you were talking about, like, the knee sleeves and, like, perfecting them, modifying them. Like, people don't realize, like, what a process that is. It's a process because, like, you – like. I can test it for two weeks and it feels great, yeah. but then what's going to happen in two months or a year, and there's just issues that you can't really uh, foresee or, or won't happen unless someone actually uses them. And, you know, I don't want to test a product for eight months. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before, yeah. you know, I'm in a hurry. So that's why, like, some of these things, like with the knee sleeves, you know, we just have to adjust on the fly, which is not a big deal. Um, you have to be able to adapt and, you know, what we want to do. But, but back to what we were saying, like, I think – what I like to do is connect with our athletes and I, I try to talk to them fair amount. We hang out, we talk. So I think, uh, I think that's one of the reasons like we have a good team and I try and like have a good relationship with them. Yeah. You're way more hands on. I really like to be like, hands yeah. on. Yeah. You're actually, like, yeah. And, like, if I, if I go to a meet, I'm always helping like rap or handle people. Yeah. I, I'm just there. Cause yeah, I that's enjoy how it. me and you first like yeah. started running into each other at yeah. all the, the bigger national events and stuff like that. We were talking about getting you out here for a while, so it's good that you're actually able to make the trip. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what do you guys um, – I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. But what do you guys um, – what do you guys have, like anything like merchandise-wise, like the apparel game we were talking about, and it's like trying to figure out like – what the kids are wearing, yeah. what you, like your current demographics wearing, right? You know, what I mean, like how, how have you navigated through that? Because like we're always, me, David, Sue, we're always kind of, uh, I don't know. We want to obviously like stick to like our style, but at the same time, it's like you have to evolve and you have to kind of, you have to get the product to the people who are going to buy it. So you got to yeah. know what they're going to want. You do. So like we, I, I would say eighty percent of our demographic is between thirty and forty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the more long time lifters they've been doing it for a long time and, and they're kind of like very pretty simple they just want like the, the designs they want to be pretty simple pretty straightforward not, a lot, not too much color not too much. but you know if we want to grow our business expand to different categories and different uh, age groups we obviously want to focus on or we're trying to focus on the younger crowd and you know you have to kind of like i i go to i go to a bunch of different gyms i don't just train in one gym i just kind of pay attention to what everyone's wearing what the other brands are doing what that looks like and without trying to completely change our identity just kind of like tiptoe in these other areas and make some designs that are similar but still tra- stay true to us that way we can attract uh, a different audience but still stay true to our current demographic so that way we're um, expanding but not trying to you know do too much and change our identity yeah um, but yeah you have to just and also, you get, you get feedback, right? So I, I, I work, work, work with a bunch of different designers, and we'll come up with ideas, and I all um, share with different people and say, you know, some younger people, and see what what they like and if they gravitate towards it. And if it's if it's shot down, I'm like, okay, that didn't work. But yeah, but I think I've I've done a pretty good job of like, um, just. But I think also part of it too is just being consistent and just putting out stuff, yeah, and not not be too too freaked out if it doesn't do super well mm-hmm. eventually you should sell as long as you're just making out yeah yeah you're stuff. always gonna have things that you know hit, yeah, hit, hit or, or miss, miss you yeah. know what i mean so i do the same thing though it's funny like with our staff most yeah. of our gym staff's a little younger like, yeah you know early 20s and i'll anything that we get i just ask them because i'm like even if i think it's fucking awesome yeah i'm like the kids probably think it sucks so i'm like let me, let me just ask some of the 21 year olds the 22 year olds i'm like would you wear this and if, the, if, if a few of them give me the okay, I'm like, all right, it's probably pretty good. So some of the stuff that I've liked in the past, like, it's just like, eh, it doesn't hit, you know. Some of the stuff yeah. I haven't liked that I'm like, you know, the feedback from the staff or whatever was good. I'm like, all right, let's try it. Goes really well. So I think that's always part of the process is, like, being able to humble yourself and be like, maybe yeah. maybe my, my style's I, not uh, the way to go, you know. So, But we try and keep things pretty simple, too. So I feel like at the end of the day, I think simple almost seems to be, like, the thing people is like one little one little uh you know whatever it may be one little like shark emblem or fucking it is whatever. but there's also the you know the one of the brands we we're talking about yeah there's a lot going yeah and on. then they yeah it's it, true you have like the loud brands that like yeah. you're like all right they're doing pretty good then you got the other brands that they only put like a 
Minimal, little inch yeah. logo on, yeah. and that does really well. So yeah, it's it's uh you know it's kind of tough finding out what's gonna work, and I think it is just one of those things you just gotta kind of put stuff out, put stuff out, get a good variety, yeah. and then you'll see some patterns and just go off that. Yeah, yeah. What but do al- you guys? Oh, sorry. Oh, but also like you know if you have a new design or something's a little <coughs> a new newer risk thing. Yeah. Don't order a thousand of them. Just no, start yeah. with couple hundred yeah. and just test the waters yeah, for sure so. so i know you got a lot going on outside of lifting john i know you're you're involved in some of the the projects that andy's involved in right what yeah. what do you got going on outside of lifting all the weight so we have uh we have the two apps proven strength and uh evolve ai both doing very well definitely i've been putting more of my focus on evolve mm-hmm. recently but uh we just added bench press program and bodybuilding yeah so we'll, we'll distinguish the two apps <laughs> so proven strength is more of a template based mm-hmm. app now we custom design them all and there is some um, ability for the user to uh, customize it by entering their RPE for the day mm-hmm. so if there calls for a five at eight or five reps at eight they can change the weight and it'll adjust that but the overall structure of the program and they can change the exercises, but the overall structure of the program, that it's it's templates, so it's already laid out as far as like the progression and the yeah. linearization. Um, but yeah, we have 22 programs on there, something like that. Something like that, and from beginners to advanced, power building, bench only, just a good variety. So that's that's the proven strength. That's the proven strength. Yeah. Um, and then our newest project is not just so that's just me and John. And then we're also going to start uh, on Proven Strength doing apparel, which John's wearing one of our tanks right now. So mm-hmm. there's more, more apparel projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this is like, this is going to be more like, you know, kind of our personalities mm-hmm. versus like me stinking for Iron Rebel. Yeah. So this would be a lot different, probably more memes because of this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John's a meme yeah. king. And then so Evolve AI, he'll, he'll talk about that. Yep. So Evolve AI, that's our uh, group with me, Andy, Mike Tashir is the head of coaching. Uh, Kristen Dunsmore, Garrett Blevins. Um, so we started that back in November is when we launched. Um, it was just training at first, but uh, we're about to launch with nutrition as well hmm. in the next couple of weeks here. And that's like you can enter all your info in, get like... Yeah, it's a lot more, uh, uh, lot more custom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it uh, figures out how much uh, volume to give each person. So that's like the big difference is that um, with, our, with our program, like whether you're a... 60 kilo woman or a super heavyweight man, you're, mm. it's the same volume. Yeah. But uh, this one will fit you into where, based on like the met, like the questionnaire at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then how you respond to questionnaires throughout the throughout the training, it'll adjust your volume to find your best um, training. Nice. Volume, I guess. So yeah. it'll like kind of auto regulate. It'll yeah. like so it you is, can give it, it inputs yeah. and then on yeah. the fly. Yeah. So it's very AI technology. Or whatever you want to call it, buzzword, buzzword, yeah. AI, AI driven. So, um, the, the initial questionnaire is very in depth, which is what you need, so it's more customized to you. Mm-hmm. But then every day, you know, like if we flew, he flew f- at two a.m. and hasn't eaten today, and his program's got to adjust. It won't just adjust like that day; it'll adjust kind of the rest of the week, with the volume, the weights, all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's. it's it's close you can get to a coach, real life coach, without having a coach, but obviously at a way cheaper price. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Shane? You got anything outside the gym? Not really. I just, <laughs> just coaching. Coaching? Yeah, yeah. I don't have any cool apps or anything yet. I need to get on something, though. Make some clothes, make some apps. Dude, apps, apps, I mean, it's, uh, you know, everyone's just on their phone all the time, so it, it definitely is kind of, you know, just get on. Just, Work with Andy, make your own program, tell him to give you a cut. I told him. That's yeah. one thing is the programs, because a lot of people, they don't want to, like, fully hire a coach. Yeah. Like, spent 200 bucks a month. It's yep. be a lot. So just, like, buying, like, a one-time, whatever it may be. Shane Hunt, that left program. $25, yeah, yeah eight-week little yeah. program is, a lot, for a lot of people, it's just a better option. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, it's, it's like we were talking about earlier, everyone's obsessed with the deadlift. Like, if people come to me and they, like, want a single lift program, like, no. <laughs> I mean, I have some, like, pre, the pre-made stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's, like, seven bucks. Yeah, yeah. But, like, 
coaching wise, I'm like, I'm not going to say I coach you on deadlift. Yeah. How do you even but, do that? You know? Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, everything. The, the, the rest of the thing you do, you just do whatever. Yeah, <laughs> a, it, it happens all the time. Like every bench or whatever it is. I'm like, well, everything's going to affect that. So I'm like, I'm going to end up doing the same. Like they want to, they want to break in price because it's like it's only single lift. But I'm like. I have to take into consideration everything still. I'm like, it's actually harder than you think. I think it's almost like more work because you have it to like, is. think about like, oh, what else are they doing? Yeah. And, stuff. and uh, I, I made the mistake of doing it once. I was like, this is more difficult than actually writing out a full program. So I'm like, fuck that. I'm not doing that anymore. What's well, like, but, are they just not going to squat? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. Not? Like, why not? No, that's the thing is they're going to, but they're just going to wing it and fuck everything up. Yeah. Exactly. You can't, even, you can't program around that if you don't know what their squats are. So if you're like writing a full program, even if it's like, Deadlift focus, yeah. but you still have to squat. I mean, squatting squat the day before the deadlift. Exactly, yeah. squatting's gonna program. help your deadlift too. Like I always find it like if I, I squat it stronger, my deadlift will get stronger as well. For Usually sure. like proportionally. There's like a there's a 150 pounds for me is like the gap between the two. It's always always exists, pretty much. Yeah, you need to get your squat up, dude. I know. What's your best squat? <laughs> 804. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. What's your best? 848. We have the same squat. In the gym. Yeah. Did you, did you hit in the meet? No. Oh. 793. Damn. Yeah, we got you by five keys. Yeah, 782. Yeah. Still crazy squats. <laughs> crazy squats. Um, what do you what uh, what would you like to do uh, for this next meet you have coming up? Is the next one for you American Pro as well? I'm gonna do a meet uh, at home in San Antonio at Blake's gym at Primal. In uh, about eight weeks, nine weeks. What's what's next up for you? I mean, what, what your best total is? What twenty two something? Twenty two thirty seven. What what do you got planned for this one? Um, I want to hit, I want to hit like twenty two fifty, but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna pull conventional and squat high bar, <laughs> just to mix it up, <laughs> just to like get really strong. I'm probably gonna stick with the high bar because I just have a lot of issues with uh, squatting low bar, and then obviously for the American Pro, pull sumo. But I think if I get my conventional ridiculously strong, my sumo will also get very yeah. strong. The transition will be there. Yeah. And you're um, competing now, what, 275, I guess? But you just weigh in a little lighter? I'm always under. I think the can't gain weight. Yeah, the most I've weighed is 270 with no water cut. So I'm always between 265 and 270. Yeah. And it's, so it's that's like the you've tried to get maybe even a little bit bigger, and like that just seems to be – yeah, back for the uh, USPA Pro, which is my best total, I was up to like 285 at night. It was perfect. And I got sick two weeks out and like lost all that weight and still weighed 265. <laughs> that was huge. Like two weeks out, it was yeah. massive, and then I just got sick, lost weight. Damn. Still do, you, do you think you got well, sick because you were heavier, or is it just a random? No, actually, you know the, uh, some the, people the, just feel worse. The allergies, okay. I think, got me. I was like sick for like a month. Mm. But it was like allergies and like some kind of bronchitis. That was bad. Damn. In Texas, because I'm not used to, like, a lot of people said that. Yeah, just because you're not used to the Texas cedar or whatever. So, yeah. like, you just don't have that exposure. So, when you don't have no tolerance to it. So, it just wrecked me. Damn. It's bad. Yeah, you got to love that a couple weeks out. Um, what do you got, John? I know you've kind of, like I've said, like, you know, you've had a lot of big milestones. But in powerlifting, is there something, like, next up? Uh, 2300. This is the big goal for at 198. Yeah. Um, the way things are going, I feel like it could be there. Um, like, as long as I can get my bench back up to 600, then I feel pretty confident. Especially like the the 826 for a triple. Yeah. Today, that puts me like way ahead on deadlift what I need to hit. So, um, yeah. Once once I transition back to focusing on powerlifting, um, I really think I'm gonna go kind of like all in on this the American Pro. Yeah. What's your best right now at 198? 2254. Yeah, so you're not too far off. Yeah, I hit 2270, weighing in at like 210. So. Was that at the last American Pro? Um, Was it the US? Pro Raw. US Pro Raw. USP Pro Raw. Okay. Everyone's throwing the pro word around now. It's kind of well, fucking that, You don't have to worry about that name anymore. So that one's out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. No. The USPA is kind of dead. They're still yeah, so <laughs> what do you guys think about all that? We might as well get into that a little bit. Uh, okay, well, I – so Iron Rebel's in the same office as USPA because uh, one of the owners of Iron Rebel who started Shelly, she's married to Steve Dennison. So I have 
different knowledge than most people. So I can't share it either. <laughs> um, but I, I think, I'll just say that I, there was mistakes made, but also a lot of stories that are half-truths and not everybody knows the whole truth. Mm-hmm. And the people who are trying to like expose them and, and whatever, that was like their main focus. So they kind of like ignore a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, they did put out like a report. They had a, pr- a third party investigation done uh, to go through each allegation. And I think the report's out there. It's just not like publicly like, like they didn't promote it, yeah. but it's out there and people can access it and go through each allegation and see what really happened. So I think, you know, if you guys want to are interested in that, but other than that, I think, there were mistakes made, but there's also some stories that are not true. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think this, in the long run, it's good for them because they have to, they tighten up a lot of things, change a lot of things. So they're going to be better and more, you know, responsible for things that they should have been responsible for. Yeah. Um, so do the other feds. I don't know if you guys noticed. I know. <laughs> so, like, no, no one's perfect. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that you know, a couple people's mistakes should shape the whole reputation of an organization when there's great people in it and there's people attacking the lifters for staying in the USPA and doing USPA meets and then giving them shit about that. I just think like, you know, the USPA has a big, uh, big pool of um, meets and there's a lot of people who can't do any other meets but USPA because of the area they're in. So, you know, like they shouldn't be attacked for that. They shouldn't, you know, be ostracized or, or just getting hated on. But, um, but, yeah, ultimately, I think USPA will do better. They're going to be better. And um, But I'm not loyal to any one, you know, organization. I don't hold, you know, one person responsible or just for, you know, what other people do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't police everybody. Yeah. So It's impossible. Yeah. I mean – yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I always tell everyone I'm not loyal to any one fed. I recommend clients compete wherever you want to compete, wherever is most convenient to you, or if you have aspirations of, like, you know, competing at IPF Worlds, obviously maybe you go Powerless America. If you want to compete at the American Pro, you compete in WRPF, whatever it may be. And yep. I feel like everyone up here, you everyone's competed in multiple feds, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree, though, completely. Mistakes were made, but I know – I know a lot of mistakes in every fed <laughs> being around a lot of uh a lot of these feds for a long time i've heard some bad stuff from every fed every single fed so yeah i definitely think you know a little bit unfair kind of wrapping uspa up as like oh they're you know they they're the worst it's like no there's shitty people and they made some bad moves and some you know i think some of the uh initial I guess responses yeah. weren't the best. I no. was like, guys, like, come on, like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Like, it's, yeah. but you know, I mean, just a, a, an actual like real story. So we we run, we were running USPA meets here, and I, you know, I'm with Bobby. He's been with, he was with USPA forever. He did switch to another Fed, but I kind of ride with him. I'm I'm loyal, so, and he's great. His whole crew has been great, so I never have any issues with that. But he was running USPA meets for the longest time. Um, and we had a guy that was actually just registered as a coach to one of the lifters for our meet that was like a – you know, he was a registered sex offender of some kind. I don't know. I don't remember the details exactly. But, like, Steve Dennison called me directly and made sure that I was aware of this person, which we already were actually because the guy tried to be a member here. Well, he was a member here for about a week, and then we kicked him out for some fucking weird behavior, <laughs> funny enough. Um, but, yeah, Steve called me directly and was like, hey, we just want to make you aware of, like, this person, you know, make sure they're not allowed into the event. And I was like, yep, I actually know exactly who you're talking about. This would be easy. So, it, you know, this was, this was pre any of the USPA, you know, drama with all the all – the, uh, whatever the hell that one guy's page was, all that shit came out. So – you know, people think like, oh, they, they didn't care and they didn't do this and that. I'm like, well, I have like real knowledge that they did and they were trying to at least like, you know, do their job. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, though, there's always going to be some people that make mistakes. And, yeah, it kind of is a shame to see like the reputation get tarnished so much. But, 
I don't know. I think they'll probably recover. It seems like they've been of recent making some yeah. moves to, you know, get things together, put different. Yeah, that's all you can do is, is, you know, admit what you've done wrong and just fix it and then just move on. Yeah. You can't harp on the past. But like I said, I, I just don't like that, like, people who are staying with USP are getting attacked if they're just lifting. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm like, guys, you got to understand, like, like, I have clients, they're like, you know, they're masters, competitors, they're hype. They're going to Las Vegas to compete at nationals. Like, they don't have a fucking clue about any of this stuff. Like, they're not even on Instagram. Um, so, you know, it is, a, it is a shame. Like, some of the people, like, you know, if you choose to compete in whatever fed you compete in, it's like, I don't know. I don't think that, like, necessarily says the type of person you are. It's like, you're just going to compete in that fed. Like, but I don't know. I guess we'll see how it plays out. Just more feds more feds to be made what do you guys think about that you guys wish there was less feds you wish there was any type of like unity of any kind like obviously it's impossible it's never gonna happen but it'd be cool if uspa or usapl did a untested league yeah i think they do a very good job with running that yeah but uh that would be interesting i wonder if they've ever against their whole yeah whole that's brand. yeah that's true this is drug free sort of i think at this point it's kind of like IPF and USAPL are the premier drug tested, and then US, USPA and WRPF are like the premier. Yeah, untested. I think we're, d- we're down to a point where it's kind of like it's narrowed down now. Yeah. You know, there used to be more like SPF, RPS, yes. RPS. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? They Those, still exist. They're still they around. Still yeah, but they're not like they're small, not yeah. even players anymore. Now it's like WRPF, USPA. Yeah. And no, no, like PLA, USAPL. I do those meets anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I don't know. WR, I think WRPF is doing the best job of like. Big meets, yeah. Getting the big meets, getting like the top level lifters, which um, like I was, I was gonna chime in on the USPA thing and like just say, like, I, I still think they're doing a good job, or they're they're moving in the right direction, but um, they appeal much more to like general lifters versus like WRPF is kind of going for the the top level guys. Yeah. It seems like, um, so. I totally forgot where I was going with that. No, but I agree with the point of, like, USPA did a really good job of kind of appealing to the masses. Like, when we were running our USPA meets here, like, we would fill up 120-lifter meets. We didn't even pro- we didn't even make a post that we were having the meet. It would just be all on USPA's website, and it was, like, full. We didn't even, we didn't even have the event graphic. We didn't even have the design, and it was, like, sold out. Like, that's how all of them were. Um and it's just, I don't know, I think this area, although this area is also big with, like, USAPL, we've also, we're about to actually run a USAPL meet in a couple of weeks. Um, there's always been a big USAPL presence. The USPA there for a while was, like, really, really taken off in this area, a little bit further north. Um, Jersey was, like, I'm starting to see more stuff at Jersey. New York's always kind of been pretty big, I feel like, with USPA. So, yeah, they always seem to kind of appeal to the masses, you know. They had some high-level lifters, but it was, you know, a lot of a lot of general lifters as well. So, I don't know. I think I think they'll probably rebound and get their shit together, and it'll end up being a good thing, like you said, for probably powerlifting in general. Yeah. Because again, yeah, there's definitely some. It's it's made other federations step up too. Yeah. So like overall, I think. Yeah. I think we'll see too because, uh, like, uh, was the gym surging or searched power. I don't know if you know them. But, uh, Serge uh, in Chicago, Chicago, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Sergio ran, runs uh, a lot of the big untested oh. meets in, like, the Midwest area. Yeah. And he switched over from USPA to WRPF. So, I mean, like, now all the untested meets in the Midwest area are going to be WRPF. So, yeah. Um, depending on how many other good meet directors switched over to WRPF will kind of. Yeah. I always, I always, like, for me, for my clients, I try to especially the ones in the areas I know of, like I try to choo- have them choose the meat directors that I trust because they run good meats. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I'd say just go after people who have good reputations, regardless of the federation. Yeah, with. no, I agree. Yeah, yeah meat director-wise, that'll make make or break a meat. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've been lucky enough. We have Bobby here, Bobby and Eddie, and they always, you know what to expect every meat. It's always going to be run well. Um, you know, they're always, they're always, uh, you know, good people to compete in their meet. They're they're just they make it fun. They're not like too strict, but they're also very professional. Um, Nabil will know. He he screamed a oh yeah. He screamed I'm like phenom. Uh, yeah, he's like he said I'm a fucking phenom, and uh, he, <laughs> he got kicked out. But 
you know, I will say, Bobby always does the uh, lifter meeting, and he makes it very clear. He's like, this is your warning for cursing. Don't do it. And yeah, poor Nabil, man, like, love the kid. But, yeah, he got he, he got kicked out of one of our meets. It was our first meet ever here. <laughs> he probably did a meet, like, the next weekend. He's 100%. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I think he went down to Travis's and uh, yeah, competed there. And I've – there's nobody that competes more than Nabil. I would almost say he's got the record for most meets done in a year. I don't know if there's. He just any. did. We were. I was in Houston with him, and he's like, it's "I'm like doing a meet next weekend." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm doing a meet next weekend." Like, what are you talking about? Because he was just training. Like, he deadlifted like five times. And then week, he and did. Like, yeah. So the, it was the one in Texas, the one where he went for seven seventy or something like that, missed it, and then went in the back and pulled it. I th- was it in Texas or did he? I think that's so lame. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's you know. I think he came somewhere else. In the, I'm not sure where that meet might have been in Texas, but I think it was. I think he traveled for it. I think it was in Michigan. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he failed it and then pulled it in the, yeah. in the room. <laughs> I will say his body is bionic or something. Like you, you can't deadlift that often, that much, and he just is a phenom. <laughs> I, I was there for a week and he deadlifted like four or five times. Yeah. In, in that That's week, crazy. he would come up here for a weekend, deadlift every day. Every day and and heavy, not like a, I'm gonna take it easy today. No, he would try and get 800 every time. Yeah, I think he doubled 727, pulled 500 for 20, and then like two days later, like maxed out conventional, and then pulled 750 sumo after he'd missed a conventional. How old is he? I think he's 23 now. Three, 22. Yeah. yeah. God. Who? This is a good topic. I wanted to ask you guys because you've been in the, you all been in the game a while. Give me like your top. Two up and coming lifters, like young junior level or below. Jesus count? Is Jesus junior? No, he's twenty four. I was gonna 24. say, good. I'm an old man. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Like junior for like all lifts. Or just, just yeah, like who lifter in general that you that you would say is the most impressive? Theo Maddox. I was I'll say Liam. I don't even know. Liam. Theo Maddox total twenty one twenty at nineteen. He's from New Zealand. I don't even know him. Yeah, a lot of people don't know him. He actually messaged me. He was wanted to talk. He wanted me to talk uh, to you about Iron Rebel uh, stuff. You don't know Theo? No. I don't. Yeah. What weight class? Oh, I know. He's huge. He's yeah, huge. Yeah. What's his IG? Theo Maddox. Oh, I don't know. He's like a. Uh, he's probably like six four, three hundred pounds. Nineteen year old kid. Good yeah. God. He had like a seven eighty seven eighty two squat, two four seventy four bench, and like a three ninety deadlift, so eight sixty deadlift. Wow. Yeah, he's pulled 400 in the gym a few times too. He had he hit the heaviest total for a teen ever, regardless of knee wraps. Like he did it in sleeves, yeah. but it's heavier than any other teen has totaled even in wraps. Wow. <coughs> and he's Dang. been powerlifting for like a year, so he's probably the freakiest for, yeah, for, for that's, me. Yeah, that's that's scary. Yeah, and then like if you had to pick one that was like like deadlift, like Liam, like Liam, the, the things Liam is doing on deadlift doesn't even, doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Kid's been a freak from the first time I ever seen him. I'm, the first time I ever remember. Just him registering. We were at Conchi. That's that's where like everyone started here. And I remember he was like in our. We had this like corner deadlift platform, and he was pulling like sets of six hook grip with like 550. And at that time, this was like two and a half years ago now. So he was only I don't know fucking 17, 17. maybe. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like I don't know. It was just like interesting. Even like he was already pulling hook, no straps, just ragdolling 550 and i was like fucks this kid is he still natty i think yeah i think he's still te- yeah he's still because he just he pulled 777 in the usapl yeah that's what yeah. i thought wow. that was maybe uh, eight months a year ago yeah it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago he did that one yeah usapl meet um I think it was in Chicago. Was it junior? Or one of the it was, collegiate national, something like that. Yeah, I think it was collegiate because it was nationals, but it wasn't raw. It wasn't like open raw nats. It was collegiate yeah. nats. Yeah, so about a year ago, I think. Yeah, he's he's a fucking freak, man. And now he's coming in. He's just like ragdolling eight hundred. I think he tripled it the other day. Yeah. The first time I saw him was he, he broke like the this like whatever teen two deadlift world record he pulled like 727 when he was 17 yeah but he weighed like 170 pounds <laughs> he looked like just a kid high school kid yeah pulling i don't i don't follow any young i can't think of any like young junior lifters blake's uh, young right who blake he's a year older than me he's, he's a year 27. older than you? oh really holy shit which Blake? Blake the Oh, damn. Yeah, he's been competing for a long yeah. time. I know. That's he's the thing. It's like, I've, I know 58 him. 58 meets. Yeah. I've seen him so long ago, but I, I mean, a lot of time has passed, I guess. Yeah, we did Worlds together. 
I was talking to him one time. I was like, yeah, I've done a bunch of meets. Like, I've done like 15 meets. He's like, I've done 58 meets. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. 58. Because he was part of THSPA, like in uh, Texas high school. Oh, so they would like do a meet. They had like a season. They'd do like a meet every weekend. Ten like, weeks of meets. Yeah. Right. Like, Didn't they say there's more Texas high school powerlifters than like. It's the biggest federation. Yeah, any THSPA other fed. In the whole world. That's crazy. For men and women, I think. There's wow. more boys than any other federation, and, like, the women have been, regardless of, like, the, the females. Yeah. Just the, the boys is bigger than any other federation. Females. So one of my goals is uh, to implement powerlifting clubs into high schools in our area and, and maybe, like, colleges too, but, like, kind of having, like, like, a lifting club that, like, we would kind of promote, you know, we would help okay. programming – give them guidance on like the equipment they would need. So we're like trying to, we've talked to a few of the high schools now, I've talked to a few of the smaller colleges, but like that would be like something I would like to do that would just, you know, help grow the sport. Yeah. It's like a- uh, We could also get uh, Iron Rebel to help. Yeah. Midland with, has like with, an actual- With the uh, <coughs> gear and stuff. That would be sick. Yeah. Like, they, uh, they have like a scholarship. Scholarship to But it's equipped. Yeah. Well, that's one oh, of the first thing I was oh, gonna yeah, mention. That's right. that's that's what they gotta be doing. JJ, JJ Falk. JJ Fox. You actually had Bob on here one time, and Bob mentioned him. You were like, you asked Bob the same question, and Bob mentioned him. He trains at Primal, though. He's uh, 18 or 19, 660 squat, 440 bench, 770 deadlift, USAPL, like Natty. I mean, when he was 18, like he just turned 19. When he was 18, he had like a 1850 total. It's crazy. Jesus. What weight class? I think 105. Or I guess now he would be either 100 or 110. Did you say he's at Midland now? Well, he was at Midland, and now he's uh, he's he lives where I live. He trains at Primal and TSS. Damn. But yeah, that's crazy. Joe uh, Joe Stanick coaches him. Game day. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, Jalen Hurts lift in uh, Texas High School? Apologies. I think so. Yeah, they just posted like a video of him the other yeah. day. Yeah, he was like squatting six hundred. That's crazy. Who? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. He's a big boy. The, uh, quarterback for the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. There's so many freaks. Like, I mean, that's where like Jesus came out of there. Joe Pena, there's like Ashton. I was like the videos because they're like squatting out like a power rack, and I'm just like that seems like a huge pain in the ass for me. <laughs> like yeah. they're squatting in like a high school basketball gym. You know? yeah, yeah, but they, they have like power racks, racks in, so they have to like how do you? Oh change yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Pena squatted like a thousand twenty-five when he was eighteen yeah. in single ply in a high school just yeah. gym. It's crazy. You got like. 150-pound kids, like... Yeah. Spons, yeah, spons. some of those crazy well, videos. pound plates, too. <laughs> Not even keyless. Using pound plates. <laughs> yeah, the Texas... The Texas... Uh, just Texas in general, man, is, like, put out some monsters. But I think it's because of that. They have, like, these programs in high school where the kids, like, get involved. Like, I'm sure we've probably all said it. We're like, man, I wish I would have started sooner. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really start, like, powerlifting until I was, like, 22. Yeah. Like, I was dicking around before that like just benching and doing stupid shit but like some of these kids that are starting 14 15 developing technique and then from there you know they're gonna they're gonna be the ones that we were saying are gonna start joining the 900 deadlifts and if if i could do a little review i would start when i was like 25 26 i started when i was 30 because i think for me like i built up such a good foundation of muscle and strength and just hard work yeah from lifting till i was like 30 and bodybuilding yeah but if i would have started out like 18 19 20 i feel like either i would have burnt, been burnt out or hurt myself or just not mentally yeah handle it so i think that you don't want to start too young but in, i don't want to like you don't want to specialize too early base. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You build like a massive general right. base yeah. no i, I, I agree. definitely agree with that some of the kids in here i feel like are way too specialized SPD, they're just yeah. fucking sbd day every day and i'm not gonna lie like yeah, they've gotten a little stronger, but like they look the exact same as they did two years ago. And I'm just like, they're gonna plateau. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck do you still look like this? Like, what have you been doing in here? Like, I see him in here every day. Yeah, and it, looking the same way. Yeah, this. I mean, yeah, you gotta like go through like a bodybuilding phase and like put on 50 pounds of you know when you're like 18. Yeah, it's like that's so your easy that's your do. like prime growing fucking years. You know what I mean? Like. 17, 18, 19, 20, like, you should be able to grow, like, a fucking weed at that point. You know, like, I... Got my abs, bro. <laughs> I got to keep my abs. <laughs> but it's, like, my first, like, real year of lifting, I was, like, 18. That's when I joined a gym after high school. I was, like, done with sports. I'm, like, I don't know. I got to fucking do something. Me and my buddy, we joined a real gym. I literally weighed 155 pounds when I 
joined, I was 185 by the end of the year and like still fucking diced. Like it was insane. It didn't even make sense. But I just trained my ass off yeah. and ate like a motherfucker and like got pretty jacked. And then from there, just slowly built more and more muscle. But yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of a loss right now. I feel like some of the younger guys need to get back to, you know, hypertrophy a bit. Did you start like powerlifting right away? You do little uh, bodybuilding stuff beforehand. I was always training like for strength. My first meet was when I was twenty. Oh really? Um, but like even so, I got a for my tenth birthday. I got a weight set, and I've been lifting basically since then. Yeah. But it was always I wanted to be the strongest. It was never I. I've said this on my story a few times. Like I grew up watching the world's strongest man on uh, ESPN with like Mario Puchinowski. Oh for sure, yeah. All those guys, and that was like. What I idolize versus uh, like Arnold and Ronnie Coleman and those yeah. guys, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad the way I went. I don't think I would have wanted to start earlier. Also, because uh, if I had started earlier, the sport would still be in the equipped kind of realm, and yeah. I would have almost been forced into a suit. And I don't think I would have. Yeah. Like, have you ever messed around with any of that? Uh, just knee wraps and hated them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, like, right, right probably, like, when I when, – when we were probably first starting out. What what year was it when you first started out in powerlifting? Uh, 07? Or oh. no, 2017. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you were wait, even, wait, like – Wait, wait, sorry. I was, it was 11 years ago, so whatever that is. 2012, 2012. 2012. Yeah. So I was like, I'm 38, so I was doing my never mind. The transition from like yeah. equipped to raw was pretty much like that's when it started. It was really pretty much when I was yeah. when I got in. I, mean, I think you got, he started before me. No, it was 2013. It was my first. Yeah, game. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. How old were you? 15. I think. Yeah, Holy he started fuck, young. dude. So you did start young as shit. Yeah. But I kind of got out of it. I like competed like a few meets, like three or four meets, and I didn't compete for almost four years. Okay. And I got back into it. Yeah. What'd you do in between? I did I did uh, shot and discus in high school. Okay. I got into, like throwing. I lost a bunch of weight. So I had gotten up to like 260 when I was like 15, 16, and then uh, I graduated probably like 210. But I got like a lot more athletic, a lot leaner, mm-hmm. focusing like my just general stuff. And then that helped me down the line because I was like hurting myself all the time when I was young. Yeah. So I just trained like an asshole. I just maxed out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, I was like 16, like with my back, like, like could hardly walk sometimes. Damn. Like, what's going on? So I like yeah. kind of made up in my mind, like powerlifting is just bad for your body, mm-hmm. you know? So I like quit and then yeah. like came back to it later. It's probably, yeah, I mean, it, I just it, didn't know it I, can be. It I didn't know what I was doing. Probably not wrong. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing wrong. though. Like, yeah. you should have seen how I used to deadlift when I was like 15, 16. I was yeah. pulling like 635. We're like yeah. super like rounded, but it was so bad. Yeah, yeah. I just like willed Ooh, it to happen. Just muscling it up. Yeah. Did uh did you play any sports before you got into the powerlifting game? Uh, football and wrestling. Yeah. yeah. I could see the wrestler and yeah. I probably would have been a much better wrestler if I like dedicated myself to that, but um, I didn't start till I was a freshman in high school. And then my passion was always football, but I was like way undersized for that. Yeah, I graduated high school at like 150. Yeah, I was outside linebacker. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's, like I was, I was really good at tackling, but yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I was too. It just ended up being like undersized. I, I, I was like super small up and like literally until like my 11th grade, I was like a late bloomer. So freshman year, dude, I was five four. I was literally one of the smallest Shit. fucking kids in the in the school like grade everything. Finally got a little growth spurt from the freshman to sophomore year. I was like 5'8". And then finally from like sophomore year to like basically right before senior year, I like another decent little jump. But at that point, I was just fucking skinny and just played basketball. Football was out of the cards at that point. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Didn't, didn't really get into lifting. Like I, I would just be the guy that would like go to gym class fake that I was lifting which is so funny now like looking back I'm like this is literally all I fucking do <laughs> but uh I wouldn't even want to like train when they would have us do like all right we're going to the gym like fuck I was the opposite I was always the like try hard like help, like get in first first guy in the in the gym like, oh really I, I always liked the uh the summer weightlifting program more yeah than, like football almost yeah that was what I was the best at so. yeah we had advanced PE the only thing I really took pride in was like I was pretty damn good at pull-ups back then so I was like, I was like just naturally like fairly strong, but like lighter then. So that was the thing I could hold my own in. My one buddy, 
He's the one that kind of got me into lifting weights. He was a fucking monster. Literally, he was benching like 405 as a senior in high school, which like now I feel like there's people that do that more often. But like back then, it was like <coughs> fucking unheard of. I was, I was like, also probably like, yeah. now it's like perfect like powerlifting style, like arch back. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Back then, it was like an actual 405. <laughs> no, for sure. Did, yeah, I mean, he didn't really have much technique, flat backed. Just a big kid, just naturally a big kid. But he wasn't like huge. He was like. 200 maybe 210 that's crazy so it was like basically double body weight wow. as like a 17 18 year old at 400 pounds yeah that's why i always laugh when like people on the internet like totally discourage like they're saying that uh like top ipf lifters like there's no way they can do that natty and just yeah. like i've seen like freaks in the gym who just like don't know what they're like what they're doing they're definitely not on any gear and oh like, yeah we have a few here go, yeah and they go we have a few something insane the one guy Never forget this. I have to, well, I'll, I'll ask him if we could post this video. But the one time he uh, got on a bench. I don't know if he did very many warm-ups. Four plates. Unracks it. I don't know what happened. I'm not going to lie. I think the guy comes in fucking blazed every day. Big guy, though. He's a pretty big. He's probably like 240. Literally, I'm not even kidding. I dropped 405 on his neck. Luckily, he had a spotter, and the spotter got it before it fucking crushed him completely. He didn't even sit up. They re-racked it, and he's just like, oh, no, I'm good. Unracks it again, and it hits it for, like, two. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, And then I've seen the you know, same guy, stiff leg deadlift, 600, no form. You could tell he's no technique whatsoever. He's just so strong. He's, like, stiff-legging 600. I'm like, if, if only, like, somebody could, like, get you squared away with technique and, like, on a program, like, who knows? Who knows what he does, but – yeah, it's always interesting. I, I I agree. I feel like when you some of the people that are like it's you know they'll do like the like yeah the IPF and like they're drug tested or drug free. I'm like guys like there's just outliers that are gonna be a lot stronger and more capable than you. Yeah, it's, it's like just, it's like, like look how lean they are. I'm like go into any like Texas football weightlifting program yeah. in high school and <laughs> you'll see like three guys. That you are, wouldn't even believe they're in high school. Yeah, like you yeah. see, I'm sure you guys see the post on Instagram like, this kid's 16 playing football and you're like, six pack. Yeah. what the fuck? They're like, this guy's like in the NFL. <laughs> you see that like, I think it was like an eight year, eight year old or like 10 year old or some middle schooler that like, Guy like a full mustache. <laughs> yeah, he was like a full foot taller than everyone else. <laughs> look at LeBron. LeBron looked like he was thirty years old Dude, as a teenager. Yeah, LeBron was an absolute freak. Yeah. You're like, there's no way this kid's eighteen. Just different. Just a different breed. But yeah. before we sign off, I, I put up that quick post. Let me see if we got any questions. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it didn't. Fuck, I suck. Oh, it it didn't yeah. upload. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like people with, like, moderate or, like, not that great genetics just don't realize with, like, good genetics, like, how far that can take yeah. some people. Like, just, like, their I starting especially point. especially strength, too, where, like, their like starting things point you don't see, like, just, muscle insertions yeah. are just going to make such a major difference. Like, even if, like, a certain tendon, like, connects to, like, the bone, like, a couple millimeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In different places. And you like, can't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different. Uh, the worst is, like, when you, like, have people that let that affect their, like, mentality when they're training. I'm like, we get some people in here. Like, the front desk is almost like a – it's like a couch. It's like the therapy couch. People come up and they're like, man, I missed, I, I missed my deadlift at 500 today. I'm a fucking loser, you know, like, self-deprecating. I'm like – I'm like, they're like, the 17-year-old in the back is just pulling 700. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like – you can't compare yourself to these other people in the gym. I'm like, there's just, there's so many different variables. Like where you're at in your training, like, yeah, they're 17, but they've probably been doing it for two years straight, nonstop. You're just getting into powerlifting. There's just so many different variables. The genetic factor, people hate when you bring it up. They're like, oh, hard work. It's like, dude, you could work as hard as fucking humanly possible. And guess what? You still might not be Ashton or Bob or John or Shane. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, or it Andy. is what it is. Or Andy, yeah, or Andy. That's why I work out with John. Just humbles me. <laughs> just reminds me. Keeps your ego. You're, you're never gonna be. Yeah, just calm down. <laughs> the Mitchell uh, Mitchell Hooper, uh, just one world strongest man. Yeah. He was taught. He has like such a, just like his his perspective is so different. I feel like because most people who lift weights are very like ego driven, and he's just like, I'm kind of blessed to have the genetics to have this frame to be able to do this. Like he talked about that. Like same same thing you just said. Like yeah. some people, no matter how hard they work. If you're not like 
six four and like have this frame, you're never gonna be world's strongest man. So I feel like he, I like like him a lot. Yeah, you 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 guys are friends, right? Um, I mean, I like have I talked to him in the DMs at all? But we've like tagged each other and stuff. I just saw you tag him the other day. Um, he's definitely a guy I would I'd what like I'd like to like go visit and train with and get some tips from. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's kind of newer, right? Like, he's so yeah, it's his first new, year in Strongman. That's he won fucking World's disturbing. Man. Yeah, he won like I think he won. He, he won. almost oh he almost got like the triple crown for Strongman, which is like the Rogue, um, the Arnold. Arnold. He he missed out on the Rogue and then. And then even man. like just a year ago, all his <clears throat> events weren't that good. Yeah, he just like all of them leveled up. Damn. So it just shows how much. How young work. is he? Um, I don't know. I don't know. 30? I feel like all of the strongman guys, though, tend to be like even young is like 28, 29. I, I assumed he was like 28, but I'm yeah, not I'm sure. sure. I think he's a PT as well. Like hmm. He's like a physical therapist. And uh, he used to be a marathon runner, too. What? He's 27. <laughs> he's only 27? He yeah. ran marathons? Yeah. That's fucking strange to me. It is. You're talking like he was endurance talking athlete to, to like. Power, yeah. The most like fast twitch, I guess strongman. Obviously, there is endurance, but I think endurance is huge. He's strong. a physical. Yeah. Therapy. He's he, a physical therapist. He has that base of just cardio. Yeah, and he's strong, so he can just keep kind of keep going as that motor. Yeah, but obviously he's not probably built very well to be a marathon runner. because yeah. he's just so huge. Eddie Hall was a a swimmer. 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 Yeah, Hornstra too, like very good swimmer, and they can hmm. crazy bench. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever Eddie, happened to him, Hornstra? He uh, owns a gym in uh, where I'm from in Tallahassee. Oh, really? I used to train out of there a few times. He just yeah. got hurt all the time. He's like retired from the. Uh, yeah. He was a fire. Um, what are they called? Inspector. He did that for like 20 years. Retired, owns a gym. Damn. That, that was the craziest kids, yeah. bencher. Well, he his yeah his arms were like like this short too. Yeah, but, but people don't like they, look, they like he's all like it's, so it's, huge. It's they like look, the forearm they was look this even big. shorter. Yeah, he's yeah. like Eric Spoda with like yeah. those crazy forearms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn. All right, guys. Well, I think I took up enough of your time. Probably all need another meal after this. I feel like Shane's. Shane's already. Shane's got to keep up. his weight up. Yeah, you got to get to that two eighty five again. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but. uh yeah, I'm excited about tomorrow. It'll be a fun event. Obviously, the podcast will be out after that. But, yeah, it'll be a fun time. Good luck with all your upcoming competitions. We'll be at the American Pro, too, so that'll be fun. Um, we have some people competing down there as well. So, I'm excited. Again, appreciate you guys coming out. Appreciate you coming on the pod. Of course. Thank you. You guys want to give a Instagrams at all? Follow Iron Rebel. Uh, I'm Rebel Instagram. I'm that huge Asian guy. Uh, Bilbo underscore Swaggins 181. I'm the Shane Hunt now. I retired from oh, powerlifting, so. You're the Shane Hunt. The, you're the huge Asian guy. I'm the I'm Shane that. Hunt. that. <laughs> nice. I've, All I've, right, guys. I've created many other people who are like, oh, that huge Asian girl. That I've seen Polish guy. I'm like, <laughs> I actually got I you am, mixed up with someone else that had something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. But they were like, that tiny Asian yeah, guy. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> all the variations. Oh, I like, like the self-deprecating one. I love yeah. <laughs> the smallest Asian guy. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Follow along. Make sure you comment who you would like to see next. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got for this one, guys. Peace. Bye.